Cleach's wife called from the kitchen. Brad's on the radio, calling you. What's she doing in my kitchen? People brought food. She's probably putting it away. Grant brushed by Rita and walked into the kitchen. Sure enough, Brad was calling over and over. Grant lifted the radio. Yeah, Brad. Hey, Dad. Thank God. We're on the Mile High Bridge. Something is coming your way. A ship and something else. What do you mean? Grant asked. I don't know. We thought it was the normal thing, but this is blue, like a wall, rolling your way. We'll get below. Get cover now. We're good. Radio back when it's all clear, said Brad. Will do. Grant ended the radio call, turned to Jan, and requested that she hurry people to the basement with instructions to be quiet. Something was coming. Then Grant picked up the radio again. Randy hadn't arrived, neither had Cleet, and he had to get a hold of them both. Randy's apartment building was on the outskirts of Finleyville. To get to the heart of town, it was a three-mile drive down the winding section of Route 6. They received the radio call from Grant to hightail it there or get cover. However, they were already on the road. They were moving good, and the only option was to go forward. We'll make it, right? Sonia asked, peering to the windshield. I don't see anything. Neither do I. We'll make it. Thank you for taking such good care of me, Randy. Don't thank me yet, Randy smiled. Look, Bilk's farm, little further in will Less than a mile before Finleyville, just as they drove by Bilk's, a huge surge as if an electric ball slammed into the car from behind. It crackled and snapped. Randy felt the electricity sear through him, tingling his skin as if he'd put his finger in a socket. Oh, God! Sonia gasped for breath and wheezed loudly, her head going back. Not only did the pulse of electricity cause all loss of power in the vehicle, it propelled them at a high speed into the air, flipping the car and rolling over the side of the road. After several rolls, the car landed upright with a hard jolt. Randy wasn't injured, and that surprised him. Maybe he was, but the adrenaline was rushing. He heard Sonia wheeze, and he looked over at her. In the seat, hands flat to her side, Sonia stared out, her body shaking. Randy! Are you hurt? What hurts? Randy asked. Nothing. Her breaths were shallow, and her chest moved dramatically up and down. I'll get you out. You're in shock. Randy reached for her seat. No. No. Something. Something is wrong. Can't move. Barely breathe. You'll be fine, Randy grunted. The seatbelt was jammed. I feel pulled, she whimpered. I feel pulled. Her voice took on a high, fear-laced tone. Find the boys. Find them. I'll get you out of here. Randy reached down and popped the trunk. I'll I'll cut you out. Randy? Sonia only shifted her eyes. Her head didn't move. 
I'm sorry for everything I did to you. I'm, I'm so sorry. He saw the tear roll down her cheek. You'll, you'll be fine. Stop. Calm down. He pushed open his door, tripped over a tree branch, and landed on his knees. He stood, walked around the back of his car, and grabbed his toolbox. He had wire cutters. That was all. They would have to do. With them in his grip, he walked to Sonia's door. Okay, I'll... Gone. He opened the door, and Sonia was gone.